Warning, this podcast may contain people you might find irritating. <laughs> Welcome to Urbane Legends. 100% chance for that. The podcast about urban legends and how to act in a courteous and refined manner, but much less about that. Here's your hosts, Neil and Chris. Okay, and here we go. Welcome to Urbane Legends, the podcast about urban legends and to an increasingly small extent about how to basically stick to the rules of etiquette which hold society's fabric together in the UK. Uh, I am backstreet swimming instructor Chris Flynn and I am joined today by a man recently called problematic by cryptozoology monthly mr neil herbert and i I dispute that claim yeah what was that all about (laughs) well you know i i I didn't i didn't i didn't believe in the in in the uh, the abominable snowman apparently so you do you very much do well exactly that's why (laughs) i've kind of i've kind of lost the continuity on the, the previous podcast already (laughs) um so let's get some etiquette out of the way i know this is the bit which you like the most neil so absolutely my favorite part i'll uh dive in two-footed on that so here's some basic airport etiquette for you once on board stow your stuff and get out of the aisle quickly (laughs) when claiming your baggage don't crowd the carousel Set forward only when you see your bag. Um, I don't know if I'd consider that etiquette rather than just common courtesy. Or maybe they're the same. Oh, the, yeah, exactly. I think very much the same thing. Well, it's becoming an increasingly blurred line these days as well, isn't it? But, uh, yeah, no. I, I'd yeah, say I that's think... good advice. There's something yeah. which I've done without having to go to finishing school in Switzerland personally. But Well, you know, some people just need teaching these things. Yeah, well, I was raised right, wouldn't I? Well, even though I was on the wrong side of the tracks. Um, <laughs> all of the evidence points to yes on that one. But... <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about, you mother. Um, so, Neil, this one uh, today, I believe, is a real balls to the wall, pedal to the metal, uh, axe, going with this. axe to the grindstone. Urban legend, isn't it? This it's is a real spooky, one. Spooky urban legend. Yeah. You're particularly excited about this one, aren't you? Do you I, want to tell I, us um, why? It's, we've got, we've got. There's some solid evidence here. There's, it's out there for all to see, and everyone can make their own mind up. Oh, and, it's, uh, and okay. it's it's also it's it's spooky, and it reminds me of a terrible '80s co- comedy that we'll come on to. Ooh, Splash. No, Mannequin. Oh. I'm already spooked. That was uh, the film that sort of foresaw foresaw, um, the um, increasingly realistic uh, sex dolls that people have these days, I believe. Yeah, I mean, that's one way of interpreting it. It's a very broad text, and you can can take out of it what you need, mannequin. As is the the story that we're going to come on to today. 
I don't think I've. I, I have seen that film because I remember I it from when it. I was I really, it. I really young. Context. I've, I've, I've sort of like just. Mannequin comes to life. Bloke gets off of it. Yeah, basically, it's it's a love story between a man and a mannequin in the store. As it turns out, she like is Lars, an like ancient, Lars and a real woman. Exactly, like, like an early Lars and a real Lars, woman, but with more yeah. with more wacky side characters, and um, yeah, it turns out apparently she's a, an ancient Egyptian priestess. Who turned herself into a store mannequin four thousand years ago? Not quite sure why. Right. <laughs> and, uh, and then, and then apparently this store mannequin sort of like been around for I don't know what four four five thousand years, and then somebody's really? put that out of the trash somewhere and gone, oh, that'll be that'll be good in Macy's. Right. So because she comes back to life properly, and then he marries her at the end. Apparently, were there store mannequins in? Say, I mean, the old mannequins that I've seen, sort of old, like, that I can remember, they're just sort of wooden blocks, aren't they? Yep. Or just wireframe. The eighties was not a period in which people thought too hard about justifying their stories. Was, was it? Like was was it a highly? I mean, let's just call it what it is: cocaine fueled production. <laughs> I don't know, but all the evidence points to yes. Magic ball says high probability. <laughs> I have I have seen it, but not since I was a kid. So I, I mean, kid kids are like seven or something, maybe. It's what I seen it when Yeah, is that, I'm sh- like a, back when you used to get and you go in the um, rent the VHS. I used to go and rent the VHS. My parents, so you get like a little catalogue that tells seeing movies. So you'd, you'd see it in stores and stuff like that. Is was Andrew? Is Andrew McCarthy the main guy in it? But yeah, I don't never know, mate. Never really. It was probably probably deemed a bit too saucy for us to have watched as well. I suspect. Um, but yeah, never saw it on TV, and it wasn't. I, I remember seeing it around, sort of like. Um, I think yeah. I saw it on TV. <laughs> we didn't have blockbusters in those days, but there'd be like a local VHS rental store. Remember those? Yeah. Guys? Remember those? VHS rental Video stores. I do. Systems. Yeah. It was wonderful. Uh, Beautiful time. I remember that was the only way that I could watch any of the simpsons when they sort of first came out because they were on sky in this country yep, which only it. rich kids had yep we never, yeah, never, never really caught up with simpsons until i think they started showing them on channel four eventually didn't they channel two initially and then channel four. Oh, was it oh okay so, so it's andrew mccarthy you're right and it was kim cattrall playing the mannequin it was kim cattrall yeah yeah fresh off of her successes in police academy uh-huh. wasn't she was she in number four or something I can't remember. Uh, I don't know, mate. <laughs> <laughs> Those movies all do sort of blend into one. Some it of Steve Greenberg's yeah. finest work. I am. Um... And that's not really saying much. <laughs> Some of Steve Greenberg's work. I um... I started naming the lockdowns after Police Academy movies. Did you? Yeah. So, so we're we on uh, Citizens on Patrol now. We yeah, I believe the next one is Mission to Miami, lockdown four. So <laughs> I'm looking forward to that one. I, I like the bit when the lady Patrol. in a really really quiet voice starts shouting. Yeah, the character says. I mean, they're, uh, they're very yeah, much another one who just likes guns. He's good. Yeah, there's one who's tall and strong. Yeah. High tower, uh, yeah. and then you've got. Uh, Bob Goldfight. Bob Goldfight. <laughs> it's kind of like my favourite part of those movies. And again, it's not saying much, but and he's obviously 
he starts off as a bad guy and then, despite his criminal record, is accepted into the police academy, obviously. Well, um, I would imagine much to the chagrin of the uptight opportunity well, didn't want to see this. He, he gets paired up with the guy who he used who he used to um he used to harass and make like that sweet chuck <laughs> who's just like a really tiny guy with glasses. Um and in the film where He's like the gang leader. Yeah, you got it. Then uh, he's just always bullying Sweet Chuck, and that's why Sweet Chuck joins the academy because he thinks, yeah, make a man out of him. I can legally kill him. Then got yeah. a gun, got a gate. <laughs> I've got a license to kill on an American police officer. Um, but then he strangely joins the academy as well, which seems like they don't back in the well i mean you look at the state of american it's, police, it's actually so it's a not very, that surprising but yeah, it doesn't look it, like they have a very extensive vetting process <laughs> what people forget about the police academy is actually quite biting satire it's about if you lower the bar too low this is the kind of people that you're going to get get in it's a very but biting some, satire on police uh policy somehow they always come good yeah people just look at the shallow surface affect of police academy movies but there's a you know there's levels and levels and you've got the um, Got the guy who Michael something who does Michael uh, Winslow was it he did the Michael um, Winslow does the sound noises. effects yeah and also and as an aside Kung Fu yes not gonna lie when I was a kid loved that thought that was hilarious always oh, doing machine gun noises and robot noises or whatever Reese Darby does that from uh, who's um, the Concord, New Zealand yeah. comedian who's yeah. on plays Murray in Fight of Concords so that's what he was known for. Doing doing sound effects comedy. So Neil, <laughs> so why don't you tell me a bit more about this urban legend which has got you so hot under the collar? Well, let's so let, let's introduce it first. This, this is the, uh, the the local legend of La Pasculita. Ooh. I'm pronouncing that correctly. Yeah. So this is this is a this is a, a mannequin in a so we've we've already sort of talked about the mannequin. So this is a preserved mannequin in a in a in a shop window. But there's a local legend that holds that it's actually the preserved corpse of the original shop dater's uh, daughter who died tragically on her wedding day. Shopkeeper's um, daughter. Yes. Mm. So in so you do you do get embalmed corpses as tourist attractions, brilliantly. So yeah. And there's yeah. So there's this some papes, papes in the back. Yeah. You've got Lenin in Red Square, uh-huh. and there's some quite elaborate kind of like stuff that they have to do to preserve um, Lenin's body. There's a, I think there's a, a cadre of scientists who have to, you know, re-embalm him every year, and they have to pump it full of antifreeze. It. Yeah, <laughs> vodka and antifreeze. Um, yeah, check the, uh, the you know the lighting conditions and atmospheric conditions and all of that sort of stuff. So, yeah, that, you would know, you like? Would you like? Would you like to be embalmed and put on display forever? I don't... Yeah, what I don't would, think any... What happens to the soul, Neil? Well, exactly. No, no, I, I, no, I wouldn't. I really... I'm not that vain. I just... I don't... I don't... I don't. Firstly, I don't think there are going to be many people flocking to see my embalmed corpse. Come on, mate. You're not dead yet. Still got time. Well, yeah, that's true. Yeah, it, it, it could be that, um, you know... This podcast could go... <laughs> to the stratosphere, multi-platinum, and then suddenly, yeah, we, just, we have to embalm these two people and preserve them for all times. So people... 
listen back. So it, it would be like one of those. Who would um, have thought when they started out talking about the legends? It's like Bill and Ted. <laughs> well, if we're going to do it like that, then yeah, then I, then I'd want to have like one of those wind-up strings on my back, so it just I just spout irritating catchphrases. Oh yeah, that'd be yeah. nice. <laughs> what, would your, what would your catchphrase be, Chris? My catchphrase. Um, one of the yeah, whatever. Fair enough. <laughs> well, my I've not really thought. Well, my catchphrase on this is my like catchphrase. Your, your epitaph, basically. But, but in an embalmed um, corpse with a wind-up screen. Don't have nightmares. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> to which my response would be, if you don't want me to have nightmares, why did you put that into an embalmed corpse? <laughs> <laughs> it's fucking a lie. I'm going to, I assure you, I am going to not be able to follow my advice. Um, I don't know. What would my... Uh, I don't know. Um, keep dancing, Freddie. That'll be mine. I'm going to try and work that in over the next few years. That's a sort of Bill and Ted style. Uh, oh, yeah. No, I won't then. Um, the soil is rich here. Yeah, that could be that'd be a good metaphor no, no, for a lot no, of things. Give me some thought, eh? No. Settled <laughs> on it now. That's it. Get that, <laughs> get that into, in the wheel. Get that just going to type it into my wheel. Which <laughs> is on the back of a fag packet. I'm sure it'll still be honoured. Well, it's not like there's. It's not like I've got like loads of people <laughs> desperate to get hold of my, or desperate to clear out my um, bachelor's grief flat. <laughs> <laughs> just goes to my mum, and then she'll just say to my friends, uh, "Is there anything you want to remember him by?" No, all right. I'll just, <laughs> I'll, um, I'll, I'll sell the TV, and that'll probably pay for a house clearance firm. <laughs> Someone down the tip might. Yeah, someone, someone down the tip might find some use out of my stuff. Who knows? Right. <laughs> Just leave like, the door open and say, "Take what you want," yeah. and including my embalmed corpse. Yeah. If you want to embalm this corpse, please feel free. <laughs> uh, do, do, are there any? Does he have any organs that you might want? <laughs> They've gone a little squishy by now, but yeah, probably be all right. Be fine. Beggars can't be choosers. Give them to your pets. So, so that's so you know. So, so we do. Is there more know, of a story behind it than that? They, well, set, we, haven't even, we haven't even got to this. We haven't even got to it yet. So, the Pascalito. This is a Mexican tourist attraction, and people are wondering whether it's a mannequin or a corpse that's being used as one. Mm. So, what you have, it's in a it's in a bridal uh, shop in uh, Chihuahua in Mexico, <laughs> and. Which has an incredibly lifelike store mannequin, right? Incredibly well. I mean, I'm, I'm taking these this uh, face value. We'll talk about the photographs in a minute. So yeah, I'm looking at the picture now. The face is astonishingly expressive, complete with thick eyelashes and a glassy eyes gaze. Hands constructed with painstaking detail, and the legs even have varicose veins. You know, so right. not like your not like your store mannequin that you'd see, you know, in, no. in ancient Egypt or. Um, <laughs> or, in a, or in a department store, which is just kind of like, you know, just doesn't really look particularly human, just a, a rough shape to drape clothes around. Um, so it's dressed in, a, in an elaborate wedding dress, but mm-hmm. that's the, the, only the second thing that most passers-by will take note of. I mean, that's unsurprising considering it's, it's wearing wedding dress and the shop sells wedding dresses. That's, that doesn't... <laughs> 
don't know why that would be weird. <laughs> so no, but it's it's the eerily realistic features. So the hands, mm. especially, are, are noted as being particularly realistic. Um, so she first first appeared in the window of a, the bridal store in 1930. The locals were supposedly immediately struck, supposedly, there you go, immediately struck not only by the mannequin's lifelike appearance, but by the close resemblance she bore to the daughter of the shop owner, Pascualara Esperanza. The hands are kind of very detailed. The hands are very detailed. So, yeah, we get, get on there. To, so they, I mean, I'm know, not saying that you couldn't... I mean, like, you look at some of, like wooden sort of carvings of the renaissance and stuff and they are as realistic as this um but you do wonder why someone in chihuahua decided is... to go down this route so yeah it is interesting and it, the fact that it looks so much like his daughter as well now the one thing i'll say i don't know if you've ever been down madame Tussauds, chris i have yeah it's really boring yeah but they are they are incredibly realistic those, those yeah, sort of yeah the wax though aren't they rather yeah. than carved um, I don't think this face is that realistic, if I'm being honest. I went to Madame Tussauds when I was a kid, and it was quite realistic. I went probably about seven or eight years back because a company I was working for took us for, a, I don't know, like a day trip up to Madame Tussauds, our team. What a bizarre like, thing to do. Well, the team voted for it, and they voted for okay. that. I, I didn't. I voted for just, like, go stay in the office. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, I didn't. But yeah, so we went out to Man Two Swords, and it's really gone to. It, it feels like it's really gone to seed. Like, oh. um, like all, like there's no kind of the 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 wax works look like they've had better days, oh, right. and also they don't really stop people from like, fucking around with them and stuff. So, like, all the hair's a bit weird and, like, out of well, place. Well, I would imagine that literally stuff. everyone's just doing selfies with them these days. Uh, yeah. I'll tell you what, Sean Connery's tall. Yeah. Yeah, yeah can, ish. But I'll tell you, you who's, who's very tall, he's, he's me tall, is Big John Wayne. He's the same height as me. Yeah, 6'3". 6'4". Watch it. <laughs> <laughs> Don't take, don't take my inch. Um, no, but he's, he's, you know, he doesn't. I don't ever really think of him as. I think I just think of him as looking old rather than particularly big. No, I think yeah, he'd be quite tall. He's quite tall and quite broad, wasn't he? Hmm. Yeah, yeah, he's a big lad. He used to be a stuntman, didn't he? I think when he started out with John Ford, he was doing stunts and like stagecoach and stuff. I think that's where he started. Are people better for doing stunts. What's that? Are big people better for doing stunts? I wouldn't have thought so. No, fair enough, I guess. Jackie Chan's the best at doing stunts, and he's not 6'4". I mean, he might be. I don't know. I don't know how tall Jackie Chan is. Is Jackie Chan 6'4"? Seems unlikely. Yeah. I'm I'm assuming not. I really don't know. (laughs) He's actually massive. Yeah, that's Um, a fair point. I don't... Yeah, you wouldn't need to be particularly tall to be a stuntman. I don't know why. I was just thinking because it's quite a physical activity. But, yeah. Yeah, I guess it depends on the kinds of stunts, doesn't it? So, kind of picking stuff up off. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, if it's anything where you're being flung anywhere, then you don't. The less mass, the better, really. You would think, but they didn't really do that, did they? What do they do? Like, just I, I think you know, back in like thirties, getting thrown through a window or something. It was just like you know, a, a number of deaths were fair enough. You know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I probably could have done that. I'll just get another one in. Yeah, I think if I was by accident of birth born 
in America in the at the turn of the century, I think my two jobs would have been either stuntman or dock worker, I would think, because of my size and Irish descent. Probably yeah. dock worker. Yeah, get nice and corrupt. Yeah, I would be a corrupt union official. Yeah. Get involved with the white hands or whatever they were called. Whatever, yeah, all good. Yeah. Yeah, get into fights with the Italians. Beautiful. <laughs> Retire and start informing McCarthy. <laughs> Just instantly. Playing both instantly. sides for as much money as I can get. Instant turncoat. <laughs> get killed within 10 minutes. <laughs> I regret nothing. <laughs> Yeah, I was just a poor boy from Brooklyn. Um, yeah, so, yeah, the hands are very realistic. Well, I think, I I think, think what is crazy, though, I mean, regardless of whether you think that this is an embalmed corpse... I haven't or, heard enough or, to decide yet. Or a, ...or a mannequin, the fact that it looks so much like his daughter, apparently, is, is a bit weird. So she'd... So, his daughter was preparing to be married when she was tragically bitten by a black widow spider to come to its poison on her wedding day. Tragic, uh, and it wasn't long after her death. Too late, too late to cancel the caterers then. Yeah. <laughs> and the band, yeah, the mariachi band were in tears. I would imagine. And you still get paid. So that's the thing is, you you could keep it all around for the funeral, I guess, but you can't really have a uh, really quick funeral. Could you quick have change a, clothes? Yeah. Well, you know, in those days you've got to be, haven't you? Right, it was going to be a wedding, but it's a funeral now. You've got to be pragmatic with, with death rates. We've got, already got the priest. Yeah, exactly. There's a priest here. Let's Speak turn, Let's turn it into a funeral. But I was just thinking, you know, could you, could you, you wouldn't really want a mariachi band at your funeral, would you? Or would you? I don't know. Well, you'd be dead, so who cares? Yeah, it doesn't matter, does it? Well, I mean, like they could. Music, mariachi band. I always think of mariachi as being like jolly, do you know what I mean? I don't know. But I guess that what you could do is get them to do what do they call it, second the second line, which is what they do in uh, New Orleans. Oh, yeah, where, yeah. Where they kind of, uh, they call it the second line. So when they're taking the corpse or whatever, they have really cheerful music and have a dance. You yeah. could do that with a mariachi band, couldn't you? I'm not sure that heavily Catholic, like, 1930s Spain had necessarily the same sensibilities as New Orleans. But, I mean, Probably not. Yeah, yeah, less voodoo, sadly. But, um, you know, could do that. I mean, I mean, an alternative would be just to put an eerily lifelike mannequin that looks like your daughter in your shop. So, you know, or is your daughter another way to, or indeed possibly is the perfectly preserved body of the unlucky would be bride mm. so over the years customers have claimed that the eyes follow them as they walk around the store they've, they've turned around to find her suddenly in a different position Bollocks. and her presence mm. is rumoured to even unnerve some of the shop workers with one claiming every time near I, I go near Pasqualita my hands break out in a sweat her hands are very realistic and she even has varicose veins on her legs I believe she's a real person. Quite superstitious people, I would imagine, in Chihuahua. Well, Do you think? think? All those tiny dogs running around, I would imagine. <laughs> like anyone superstitious. <laughs> <laughs> Good Lord, um, that can't be a real thing. It's like a rat and a dog mixed together. Oh, they're all right. Um, what were they? Were they just bred to be small, or were they for like getting rats and stuff? Probably that. No idea. I would imagine it's probably more of those ones that they just, you know, you have with like the, the pedigree um, 
sort of cats and dogs and yeah. like some of these pedigrees actually it's quite quite horrible because they there's one I think it, is it an English bulldog or something like that but it's yeah, you know, they can't the one breathe, that, basically yeah exactly the, the, the folds in their skin are so um, mm. it's you know they, they're actually sort of like constantly having difficulty breathing um, yeah a lot of pedigrees have bad health issues don't they yeah even like um, Labradors like get terrible um, like joints they get like arthritis and stuff quite a lot yeah, well, it turns out all of that stuff about purity of genes and stuff, everyone was so keen on the 30s with a load of bollocks. <laughs> yeah, because all you're doing is inbreeding kind of quite bad diseases, but yeah. Or, do you know, inherited genetic traits. That just, yeah, anyway. Um, so another local legend claims that La Pescadita is indeed just a mannequin, or at least started out that way. According Ooh. to this version of the story, a visiting French magician became very drunk. <laughs> <laughs> and a French magician, that's great. <laughs> Bonjour! <laughs> ah, c'est magique. Voilà. There's our French impression for you. Uh, this is you're so entranced by the bridal mannequin. Oui, he... Le mannequin? <laughs> le mannequin, c'est là. <laughs> became, oh. so, became so entranced by the bridal mannequin that he would visit her window every night and bring her to life, dancing with her and bringing her around town before returning her to the storefront each morning. Uh, I mean, you know... So this is either my, the Where my, my gutter of a mind has gone here. Well, yeah, of course. Yeah. Like time adventures. I mean... It, what was the yeah. name of the... Um, was the, the name of the, like, the... They had to destroy that statue in ancient Rome or Greece because... Was it Pygma- kept... Pygmalion or something? Um, yeah. The yeah, kept... there was an artist, supposedly, who um, yeah, created a statue so perfect he fell in love with it or something. Well, there was a statue where people kept relieving themselves um, manfully on the statue because it was so beautiful. <laughs> of course, they didn't have the internet, did they? Well, they didn't, know. I think it was a, a, maybe of a theme or something. Don't know. Are you looking it up? <laughs> Just tucking that one away for later. <laughs> Do I, I need to give you a minute. Yeah. <laughs> it should take five. Won't take longer than that. Um, so whatever her true origin, she's become a local legend in her own right over the decades. Right. Um, the details so, if, are... so at the moment, we've got the it's the embalmed corpse of his daughter it's just a statue or a French magician we're made play, to come to life. three possibilities there's yeah. an eerily lifelike mannequin in a shop in Chihuahua that you can go and see for yourself um, yeah. which is kind of quite quite impressively detailed but in some ways yeah, not that and it does look like his daughter yeah and it look, apparently looks like his daughter although I don't know exactly how he confirmed that so well there's a picture of her oh yeah I well, know fair enough yep yeah, so it looks like it looks like his dead daughter, which is a bit weird. Um, but I mean, but, it could be one of those things where, like, people are really racked with grief, and he asked someone to make a statue to look like his daughter. Do you think he didn't even realise? It's like <laughs> like his best mate comes in, and he's like, "Oh fucking hell!" And he's like, um, "Yeah, this is awkward." Right, to write this, but um, that looks eerily like you know Pascalito. It's like, what the fuck are you talking about? No, it doesn't. Oh, doesn't. it. We, we, you, we, yeah. You look like Pascalita. Yeah. <laughs> I think oh, you've, you're the one with the problem, my friend. Yeah. <laughs> Put that on me. What are you accusing me of? What's going on? 
Yeah. So again, we're playing with with, with three hit theories here. So you, you go into um, you know you can take go into the shop in Chihuahua, Mexico, and there's this incredibly yeah. lifelike mannequin. Now, mm-hmm. one of the three possibilities that open themselves up for us that we can we can think here, Chris. One, it's an incredibly that's lifelike a good mannequin. mannequin. Yeah. Yeah. Two, that's the embalmed corpse of his daughter. Yeah. Which he somehow managed to preserve in the heat of Chihuahua um, for <laughs> years without, without any real embalming skills. And, you know, with technology that doesn't exist at this point, but, you know, could be. Or, and here's my favourite, <laughs> a French magician <laughs> like to turn the mannequin <laughs> into a real person and go out dancing of a night. And I'm sure it was in, incredibly appropriate in all of his relations with the. Uh... Yeah. yeah, I'm not actually sure what number what, what number three actually tells us. I don't. I like the, I like the legend. It's a cracking one, especially you know it's a magician. The, I mean, it's not bad, magician. not a bad looking mannequin to be honest. If you're gonna if you're gonna turn a mannequin into you know, yeah. Then it, you know, that's probably. <laughs> if you're gonna steal a mannequin, if you're gonna try and steal a mannequin and have sex with it, <laughs> you, you know, know, that's the one you go for. Not bad, and already, already in a bridal gown, so you know. So, <laughs> so you've got so there's that kind of naughty side to it. Oh, he's just about to be married. I'm just thinking. <laughs> do you think you know he he studied this really arcane form of magic that lets you turn mannequins like into live people? Yeah, like golem. Yeah, something like that. Um, but like he, a. Bit of scripture in its mouth. Yeah. So he's like, you know, been 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 really intensely studying for thirty years all of this stuff, but uh, he's just been going around. He's sort of just look, you know, just none of the, none of the other mannequins made the cut. And he and he, he did try Madame Tussauds, but they're whacked. He travelled everywhere. They just melted <laughs> under, under the heat, passion. Tried Lenin. <laughs> Tried Lenin. Got, got went to the Gulag for a while. <laughs> I'll be honest with you, Lenin was very one note conversationalist. Just all about the proletariat. I'm like, you know, taking you out for dinner. Oh, can we not? Can we, yeah, can we not out. spoil it with talk about the proletariat? <laughs> I wanted a girlfriend experience here, Lenin. Yeah. <laughs> you could at least keep the wig on. <laughs> um, Confessions of a Funeral Director sounds like a saucy '60s film, doesn't it? <laughs> it kind of sounds like one of those. What guy was it? Robin Asquith or something he used to star in all those yeah. terrible movies. I've never seen any of them, but. Uh... Yeah, back before Confessions of a Funeral Director, Working at the Crossroads of Life and Death. So um, I've got uh, a little article here. Should I give it a give it a little readout? I'm just gonna I'm just gonna leave you with a final paragraph of this story. Oh, lovely. So, it does seem improbable that an embalmed corpse could remain completely intact in the Mexican heat over the course of eight decades. Agreed. <laughs> but the current owner seems to know that. The, you know, at least it's good for business. When asked the truth about the famous mannequin in his storefront, he simply winked and replied, "Is it true? I really couldn't say." Don't worry about it, pussy cat. Yeah, it's like um, like having like um, a bit of toast that looks like Jesus or something, and it gets loads I'll, of people to come, you, to, come to your cafe. No, of course it fucking isn't. Don't be such a twat. Yeah. No, you wouldn't do that. That's, that's probably the only I'm, way that's that writing articles about me in this. In that's the, what would have like. In that's probably keeping his business going, isn't it? Really. So uh, this yeah, is from, you just get a load of people just want to come around and gawp at the potential corpse, wouldn't you? Rather than buying wedding dresses, I think I would. I would bride to I would off. Go outside like a black-eyed child with a pan and ask them to put a bit of money in the pan. Uh, or charge for photos. 
I don't know. If, if I was if I was bride to be, I, that would that would that would ruin my my special day. I'll tell you what. Going out to pick out my wedding dress, and there's just a load of weird people staring at a mannequin, wondering if it's a corpse. Well, I mean, if you look at the background of this picture, the wedding dresses seem to be very, very vibrant pink or blue in the shop anyway. So, um, I don't know. Is that the style in Mexico? It could be. So, uh, La Pascualita, or Little Pascula, is a bridal mannequin that has lived in a store window, da-da-da, 75 years. Here's the photos. Right, what's this... Um... So here is here's this guy's thoughts who is a uh what does I say funeral director uh confessions of a funeral one. director Bang! <laughs> <laughs> oh, don't get many of those to the pans oh saucy and out in the drawer <laughs> oh now I've lost the corpse well, we have got clammy hands doctor Hang on a minute, you're not doctor. <laughs> Hang on a minute, you're oh. not dead. <laughs> cool. <laughs> so, here are the thoughts of the uh, 1970s bawdy funeral director. <laughs> In Barning, we've seen Lenin and other famous corpse, uh, corpses last for years upon years, but their bodies have been meticulously cared for by people in the know. Taps nose. Sure, an embalmed body might last a couple of years, but for it to be kept in pristine condition, it would have to be continuously cared for by people with some degree of technical skill. If La Pascualita is a corpse, 75 years is an impossibly long time for it to remain in such good condition. Climate, so he's confirming a lot of your stuff here. Uh, a consideration of the longevity of an embalmed corpse is the climate it's in. If it's in a dry, arid environment, it has a longer chance of lasting. For example, the Egyptian mummies. Uh, La Pascualita is located in Chihuahua, Mexico, which lies on the western side of the Chihuahuan Desert uh, eco-region and has such a semi-arid climate. Moisture is the kryptonite of an embalmed course. In fact, La Pascualita exists in a semi-arid environment does not help the argument that it's an embalmed course. Well, doesn't it? He said it's quite arid. Yeah. Well, he's going, oh, if it's in a really... If it was in like a desert. He said if it's in a dry, arid environment, then it's got a chance of lasting longer. For example, the Egyptian mummies. And he's saying because this is a semi-arid climate... But the Egyptian mummies are three, four thousand years. It's hot, yeah, but know, with, but... with moisture in the air, isn't it? Yeah, it but the Egyptian good. mummies are four thousand years old. This is less than a hundred years old. Yeah, but they're not looking particularly lifelike these days, are they? <sighs> Don't know. Been to Winchester. <laughs> <laughs> the hands. If La Pascualita is a wax mannequin or any type, other type of mannequin, the hands just too intricate. So he's. Facial features when you embalm a person hard through the flesh. Oh, thoroughly flush them with strong embalming fluid. The lips and eyelids will noticeably dry out. They will start to act like pieces of beef joiky. 
is in all the moisture will leave the tissue, leaving it shrunken and wrinkled. If the Paschal Eater is embalmed, the facial features would probably be noticeably dried out. The face simply looks too supple. Oh, sounds like he's uh, falling in love with it here. Confessions, the old confessions of a funeral director guy here. Of course, the drying out could be fixed with the right kind of cosmetic... Uh, Cosmeticology wax. So you need word for me. Some, yeah, some paint. Yeah, just, yeah, just fucking stick a bit of like, plasticine on it. Yeah, whatever. My conclusion, I doubt it's a corpse. It simply looks too good to be 75-year-old embalming job. The corp is, corp, if the corpse is meticulously maintained, I suppose it's possible, especially in a semi-arid environment, but highly unlikely. Honestly, though, those hands are the mystery to me. They look too real. Oh. So inconclusive from our uh, raunchy friend. The hands do look very realistic because I don't think the face looks particularly realistic at all. But you know, hey, maybe, maybe that is due to the, some cosmetology. But um, yeah, maybe it's a real hands. <laughs> well, this is, this is my thought earlier. Yeah, maybe maybe <laughs> got the hands off. They just, yeah, <laughs> they just preserve the hands so much easier because they're not looking too uh, too great. No. Maybe it's just a bit of a shabby um, mannequin. It is, it is a ninety-year-old mannequin, to be fair. Is there um, is there any theories around? So, uh, you well, know, the maybe Madame when the French physician used to wake her up. There's just a lot of hand stuff. It's been more actively used than the rest. <laughs> I don't know. It's well, it worn out. Um, is there a chance that it could? They could have Madame Tussauds style waxed the corpse of the dead woman and used that. Done that. I mean, do we know? It doesn't even say what. Is it made of wax? It's made of, yeah. Well, we don't know, do we? So, yeah, it could just be an incredibly lifelike. I mean, the thing is, most well, it could be. It could be that... for lifelike. You know. No, but I mean, you could. You know, you could. Um, I was going. What is it? Not theoretically. You could. I mean, it could be believable that someone who's, I don't know. Who's, who's very distraught would make a cast of their past loved one's face to be preserved forever. I mean, that's it's possible. I mean, it's, you know, it's not probably something I'd do, but you know, people, um, you know, stuff their pets after they die, don't they? Yeah, so yeah. if he wants to stuff his daughter and Trevor in the shop window, who are we to judge? I don't know exactly. He didn't, he didn't it's not like, we have, it's not like we haven't made mistakes, is it? <laughs> um, don't like it, you can go and buy your wedding dress elsewhere, frankly. <laughs> so we don't know. So no one's most of the cats right here, don't they? Leave convinced that she's a mum rather than So I don't know. Um, Chris, 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 hang on a second. Hang Neil, on. Neil, Neil. How how do you explain the fact that numerous people going into the shop have seen her eyes turn to look at them and her move position? Um, that a lot of, I mean, there's there's two I two mean, ways. The corpse doesn't explain that either. Just to be clear, <laughs> <laughs> but the French tradition theory does. So I like that. So there's so there's three or four explanations. So. It is the, the French, French magician yeah. has brought it to life, yeah. just briefly. He likes to fuck it briefly. Brought brought it to life. Move to um, the right two inches. Yeah. Well, yeah. He, presumably, he's passed away now, so he can't still be controlling it. But maybe it's got some. 
Well, a man with the power to bring a mannequin to life, he could be immortal. <laughs> Almost certainly. He's Indeed. probably had a hand in most of history's big events, hasn't he? I it? would imagine so. <laughs> like that, one of those things from that fringe of the observers. Yeah. Yeah, or like the, the Highlander. Nobody will get. Or, yeah, actually, that's a better reference the Highlanders, yeah. <laughs> um, I believe Conor McLeod assassinated JFK, didn't he? Probably. That would, that would have been a better Highlander, too. <laughs> would anyone listen? No. Make them aliens, they said. It's a, it's a mistake, I said, but fair enough. More cocaine <laughs> to the producer. Don't mind if I do. <laughs> um, so, right, so, right, there's a French one, sure. Um, there, the second one is that people sometimes see what they want to see. <laughs> And in a very superstitious environment, people might think they see something out of the corner of their eye. That's the second one, sort of. Um, they're sort of projecting movement. Whether it's just been making this up. That was my third. My third one was that people are saying it for attention. <laughs> so um, just for a laugh, or just yeah. Oh, but getting a laugh is a form of getting attention, well, isn't it? I mean, it's one which I've, um, which I've certainly used throughout my life as a form to get attention. That or tantrums, obviously, massive hissy fits. Um, so I think, I think it's, <laughs> I think it's probably two. I think people have heard about it. They believe it because they believe that that kind of stuff can happen because they're sort of got a big mixture of sort of religious Catholicism, but also mm-hmm. there's still the um, beliefs of the um, native people of the land, the native Indian people. So I think they think that that kind of stuff can happen, and I think because of that, their imagination makes makes it happen. So I think that. So what, what I'm hearing, Chris, is we're not completely ruling out the um, immortal French magician theory. Can't rule it out. Yeah. Can't rule it out, Neil. Nothing, you know, prove that it isn't that. Prove, prove it's not. Prove it's not. No way to do that. Um, so, let's have a look. Is there anything else about this uh, crazy mummy? I mean, there's 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 not much to it. it there's effectively, um, you know, a, a shop owner, probably, as you say, in his grief, made a mannequin that looked very much like his daughter about 90 years ago, and then some idiots thought it was her embalmed corpse. And then, okay, I can imagine, like, you know, for, for a few years after the fact, you could maybe go, oh, that's eerily lifelike, maybe, you know. These things tend to snowball, don't they? Exactly, yeah. But the fact that we're still believing it, I mean... Yeah, I mean, I'm looking at it, I'm looking at some more close-up photos, and it... I, yeah, I don't think that's... An embalmed corpse. If I'm the honest, are very realistic, very odd. So that's that's interesting, but uh, but no, it doesn't. It doesn't. It doesn't let me believe. Uh, it yeah, no. Do you know what? Like that? No, I'm changing my mind again. Like the hands are very real. Yeah. Like it's got what do you call them? You know, your hands have got all the um, like the your skin isn't smooth. Like that. Yeah. You know, your skin's kind of got like I don't know, like little patterns on it. Yeah. I guess. Like sort of. Mine tend to be kind of diamond patterns or square, sort of like cross, crisscross. Um, Underrated band. Crisscross. 
I think we should yeah, bring back the jump, um, jump. The dressing but the hands has got have got all that. The hands have got all that, and the, yeah, no, the. Oh, I don't I mean, know. That's a very changing again now. An obsessive attention to detail for creating it. As I say, you wouldn't. That's not a, that, like no one's carved that. That's that's a mold or something minimum, if not real hands. Right, but the skin on the head doesn't have all the crisscross and stuff. No, the crisscross the patterns doesn't look that 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 lifelike to me. But then I've not seen it. I'm going off of some photos that I've seen. Are we going to have to go to Mexico and check this out? Think, Maybe take yeah. her out for a drink. I think. I'm, I'm, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I think. I think. I'll. I'll go hunting for French magicians, and uh, you go and you go and look at the. You, you look at you, you. You go and hang around in the store and uh, and see if you see if see if she moves around. She will if I'm there. Oh, I'm cutting out. Ah. <laughs> uh. Um, <laughs> I'm probably not. <laughs> it's the more crude variant of that joke that you've probably already made three times. Yeah, so I don't know. That's um, that's a, so it's a weird one for me. I think the face doesn't look like. I mean, it's a realistic mannequin face but it does look like a mannequin face it doesn't have any lines or anything mm. on it or any kind of pores or stuff like that whereas the hands do you can see why some of the rumors have spread around can't you it's, it's, I, I imagine i'm gonna start spreading them yeah because yeah you know what why, why would somebody create something so lifelike looking say maybe just done in, in real grief for his daughter perhaps not know what he's doing just kind of uh yeah some sort of tribute yeah so what are the debunkers saying? We've already heard confessions for funeral director who failed to debunk it and said, oh, it's weird. Well, again, he was like, well, but, yeah, but look at those hands. Yeah. yeah, it is the hands. The hands are the thing, aren't they? And varicose veins on the legs. Why would you put that detail in? Just um, because they didn't believe in holding up unrealistic beauty standards. Good for them. Yeah, exactly. Um, so... In conclusion, well, first of all, I should um, fire up the Urbane Legends app on my phone where you can put in your rigorous scientific information to produce an Urban Legends score for for yourselves. So uh, I've just... I've, I've, uh, Open that now. Marvellous. Um, yep. Allow to use cam- than using those punch cards. Allow to use camera and all contacts. Yes. So, uh, okay, Neil, I'm going to start you off. Spookiness. What do you reckon? There's nothing massively spooky here to me. I mean, uh, there's no real evidence. It's a, it's an embalmed corpse, and even if it was, I mean, hey, you know, we've got we've got Lenin in Red Square and stuff. If that's how he wanted to. Or about him moving around, though. Well, yeah, the, the it doesn't do anything particularly creepy, though, does it? You know, if it like you know murdered teenagers or something at night, then that'd be something. The, the you friend, could get behind. I tell you what, I'm going to give it. I'm going to give it four just for the creepiness of the the, the magician. I don't like what oh, you're right. I don't. That's that's spooking me out. 
Um, speaking of, so it's a sad story, isn't it? Um, but sad doesn't equal spooky, or does it? No. Um, there's something, wow, the hands are weird. The hands are a bit spooky. I don't believe that it's moving around and stuff. No. But the hands are a bit spooky to me because they <laughs> like real hands, basically. I would encourage anyone to have a look at their hands because they are weird. Um, I'm going to give it a five for spookiness because of the hands. Fair enough. Because yeah. I want to know why you're making something so realistic looking. Or if they're real hands, who's? <laughs> Um, so, believability. So, do I believe that this is an embalmed corpse? No, I don't. Um, I think, well, the hands, I think, you know, jury's out on those, to be honest. Um, I. It could be a, like a wax effigy taken from the corpse. Um, but again, it does exist. So... All in all, I'm going to give it a believability of seven out of ten units. Oh, wow. Well, I'm going in a different direction on this one because I think, you know... Of course you are. <laughs> believe, an agi- you're an agitator. I'm either, I'm either believing that it's an embalmed corpse or I'm believing that it's, um, you know, been brought to life by a French magician. So I, I can't say either of those are terribly believable and there's no evidence that's sort of supporting it. It's, the only thing is, is it is eerily lifelike and that's fine, but that doesn't... It is a French sense. magician, remember. That's true. Yeah, c'est magique. Um... No, I'll go, I'll, go, I'll go for a, I'll go for a two here. I did, there's Oof. no no real believability of either of those scenarios for me. That's a very low score. So reach slash narrative. Um, it seems to be quite a big deal in Mexico, uh, but I hadn't heard of it before. Um, the narrative's decent because you know it's a sad story, isn't it? Yeah. Um, and. There's a hunger for that kind of narrative, clearly, as we've alluded to before, with the film Mannequin. Precisely, so, or, the, or the ancient Greek term. Oh, no, it's not Reach narrative. Sorry, it's just Reach narrative yes. premises, the yes. final one. Sorry. It's not my bad. scores. Better not. The apple break. Um, <laughs> it's, it's, it's really it's not been really tested. Creaky. I'm getting a spinning ball. So, Reach. So, it's big in Mexico. Um, there's a lot of it, a lot about it on the internet, so more than, say, Black Eyed Kids yeah. um, and Pigman, to be fair. It's very much a uh, chase speciality, you know. Um, so I'm going to give it a solid five, I'm going to say. No, that's too high. That's too high, isn't it? No, four. I, I, I think I, I think five's probably about right, to be honest with you. I'll give it um, a four. Yeah, no, I'd, I'd probably... I'd, I'd probably go with five. It's kind of, um, yeah, it's, you know, it, it's around, there's obviously quite a bit. It, it's become one of those things that takes on a life of its own because obviously that helps people Ooh. come to the shop. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's going to, you know, it's it's not going to die because people are going to keep playing up to that. Is it or isn't it? Ooh. Yeah, and the shopkeepers obviously like loving it because it's getting people to come to the shop. Again, um, is it the right kind of people you want in a bridal store? Well, I don't know. Um, it'd be interesting to know if he's found a way to monetize it, like by asking for donations or whatever. Do you think he's selling like fridge magnets and stuff. Probably, probably isn't he? I would post postcards, that yeah. kind of shit, t-shirts, real tat. 
15 minutes with the mannequin. Yeah. <laughs> so we'll, we'll lock you away. I'll say nothing. Yeah. <laughs> don't ask, don't tell. Um, so narrative premise, Neil, you can go first. Yeah, this is, this is quite, um, it's, it's again, it's another one that starts quite strongly. So, you know, grief, grief stricken father, tragedy of the, the daughter dying on her wedding day. Spider yeah. bite. That's all, you know, it's perfectly preserved. Um, yeah, it's it's quite an interesting thought story, but then then kind of where does it go? It's, I think this one's probably a, so it, an interesting narrative just in terms of how the whole thing's set up. But uh, yeah, then it, no, it's, it's I'll, go, I'll, go, I'll go with a seven on this one. Okay. Um, yeah. So yeah, I mean the narrative's strong, isn't it? You can imagine this being a fairy tale or. A Shakespeare thing or something. Again, it leans I mean, into it, like like Greek Greek classic kind of illusions. Yeah, or eighties comedies as we've already started. <laughs> the two, yeah. the two that are so closely yeah, linked, and and diagram between the, yeah. the twelve Greek dramas and um, the cocaine fueled films of the eighties. <laughs> um, yeah, so and the premise is good. I think it's a good, strong premise. Is that a dummy? Is it a person? Look at the hands. Um, and I think it's still got. I think it's still got legs. Not that I don't. I think the story could develop if we find out what the hell's going on with the hands. Are they like those themselves taking a life of their own? I think could do, couldn't they? So yeah, I'll go with you. I'll give it a seven as well. So the story is the strongest part, really, isn't it? It is, it is. So, overall, that has... See how quick that process on the app? I've got 41, so that's half marks. Not too shabby. Not too shabby at all. So, I quite like that's a proper um, proper urban legend there, which uh, makes up for last one where we just discussed some hikers having an accident. <laughs> yeah, kind of a spawner of urban legends and not an urban legend in itself, but hey. No, but this one, you Until know, you we've investigate, gone... you don't know. You, you've got to crunch the numbers and see what comes that's out the other end. That's the thing. And, um, you know, that's what people, you know, need to understand, need to get through their skulls, is that all we're doing is investigating these and seeing whether or not it's an urban legend. Um, we don't do a lot of research. We do it on the fly. <laughs> Because we think that um, it keeps it's the mind not because... fresh and susceptible to, um, to, to to new ways of thinking. Keeps yeah supple. Had, had supple. we done any research, Chris, we would have fallen into the trap of just using other people's thinking in order to get a fresh perspective through the lens, 100%. our own individual lens. We really have to come to it completely unprepared. Yeah, I think the beauty of it is that That's people can see can see how the how the thought process moves along. Yeah. As um, two highly intelligent men um, go through, go through, well, men, I don't know, people go, <laughs> humanoids, um, go go through this. Um, also, if you do prior research, to be honest, ninety percent of these podcasts wouldn't have happened. So. <laughs> it's best. It's best not to overthink it. Oh no, it's all rubbish. Yeah. <laughs> okay so i think that's it for this episode episode seven 
of the initial 10 before we go weekly. And uh, in conclusion, Strange Hands, probably not. The rest of it is probably not, of course. Neil, do you agree with that? I, I, I wouldn't. I, yep, yeah, I've, I've got no problem with that. I'll just, you know. Question just, marks over the hands. Hey, you know. Let's let's keep let's keep let's keep open some um, some avenue for, for some magic in our life, some French magic. We'll keep over communication channels with uh, our our people in Mexico to see if um, yeah, see if, keep on top of it, keep abreast of the situation, see if the hands get tested. I think what I would, what I would want to do is just put a stop motion camera in front of those hands and just see see if we can detect any movement. That be for your own use, or <laughs> it's none of your business. And what I will say is, with that image, don't have nightmares. Good luck. All right. See you next episode. Goodbye.